Hello everyone and welcome once again to Monster Movie Fun Time Go. We are in the home stretch of our October marathon with Ginger Snaps Back the Beginning, also known as Ginger Snaps 3, 2004 Canadian horror film. And with me to discuss it is Kirsten Geddes. Say hello to the folks, Kirsten. Hello, thank you for having me back once again. I have no budget and no box office for this one. It was filmed back to back with Ginger Snaps 2 Unleashed, which had a $3.5 million budget. I assume this had its own budget and is not part of that. Probably. And it went straight to video, so that would have any Why box there's no box office? <laughs> Although it's shot back to back, it is directed by Grant Harvey, not. The previous guy, Brett Sullivan, nor the first guy, John Fawcett. Interesting. And it once again stars Catherine Isabel and Emily Perkins. 94 minutes long. This is a an unusual... It's not a sequel, and it's not really a prequel. Yeah, they try to if play it, around with the timeline a little bit. It's weird. If it were a comic book, it would be called an Elseworlds story. Valid. DC Comics, for those of you that don't know, has a line that they call Elseworlds, where they take characters you know and put them in different situations or different settings, different timelines. The first one was, what if Batman were in Victorian era, Gaslight era uh, times? I want to say London, but he's not in London. He's in Gotham, but it's in that time period. So this takes the characters of Bridget and Ginger Fitzgerald, but puts them back in the 19th century Canada. Uh, Wikipedia describes these as the ancestors of the Fitzgerald sisters. Mm. And maybe they are, but, you know, there's nothing to indicate that the werewolf problems of the first movie are in any way related to a lineage or an ancestry or anything right. like that they're really just taking the characters and putting them in a new situation it also reminds me of uh, the black adder series where you take these characters and they're supposedly all descendants of the first character but they don't really concern themselves with continuity or anything like that especially because he always seems to die before he can reproduce oh gosh <laughs> so it's in frontier times and the two sisters are in their long dresses and cloaks with a horse trudging through the late fall, early winter wilderness. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you think of this whole situation, Kirsten? It's kind of a weird setup because at first they just kind of throw them into it and you don't really know what's going on. You don't really get the explanation at first. So it it's hard to tell exactly what's going on. And I like what they did with it in the end. Like once I realized what was happening, but at the very beginning I was like, Mm, is 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 ginger alive did they time travel are they <laughs> like what's what's going on here i was very confused in the beginning yeah you can watch this movie completely on its own without seeing the others yeah it honestly does feel like like don't get me wrong i really liked it and it definitely like has elements of of the other movies in it but the two things that stood out the most to me were one it feels like Somebody had an idea for a werewolf movie, and they didn't think they could, they could make it on its own. So they were like, let's tie it into the Ginger Snaps universe. Okay. But at the same time, it also feels, because it's, it's, it rehashes some of the same plot as the first one, not all of it. But you mm -hmm. have the like sisters, and one of them's transforming, and the other's trying to help them. 
So it almost feels like one of those things that, like, if you didn't tell me that this was filmed back-to-back with the second movie, it almost feels like the kind of thing where somebody goes, Ah, shoot, the second movie didn't do great. We need to get back to what made the first one good, so let's change it up a little bit. And, like, you know, can I copy your homework? Yeah, just change it up a little to make sure the teacher doesn't know type of thing. So, like, it's weird that it's kind of exists for me in these, in between these two situations because they don't seem like they would connect but the, but it does it does sit in there for me and it's it's very weird uh one thing that stood out to me apart from the obvious timeline change is that the first two movies are fairly um grounded in the physical world even though in the second one bridget is having visions of ginger i don't think yeah. we're meant to believe that ginger is actually a ghost of no, any kind yeah the first two it's very much uh, I'm suffering from a, a physical ailment. I've caught a werewolf disease kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I can possibly treat it with physical medication. Whereas this one has a lot more just supernatural shit going on. Yeah. They said no hold this, on this one. Yeah. They meet some elderly Cree seer type woman on the road who warns them, you know, of a prophecy. She has tells them that they must kill a boy to prevent one of the sisters from killing the other. And they refer to them as the red and the black. And there seems to be something in their folklore, at least of this particular group, not necessarily a whole tribal thing, but this little small community of two, (laughs) two creepy people that we see the old hunter. Yeah. But he's grown, he's grown up. We find out later he's grown up having visions of Ginger and Bridget, and he thinks it's his destiny to participate in this thing somehow. And they get tracked, and their horse runs off, and they're being, it looks, seems like they're being tracked by what turn out to be werewolves until this guy, the hunter, comes and saves them and takes them to a nearby fort, Fort Bailey. Yeah, because uh, Bridget gets like caught in like a bear trap or something, and they think yes, yes, that's the, right. That's the big problem they have is that Bridget can't move; she's stuck in a yeah in a bear trap, and the fort doesn't want to let them in. Mm-hmm. And particularly the preacher doesn't want to let them in. Yeah, and they're having problems. Their their group that the, there's a group that goes out to get supplies and brings them back for the winter and they have not returned and winter is coming and we find out later that those guys have all somehow been turned into werewolves and they've been harassing the fort yeah and uh at some point during all of this nonsense ginger gets bitten because that's what happens to ginger yep she's just <laughs> oh i know she gets bitten by so before the movie started the commander of the fort his son was bitten he told everybody's wife and son were killed but his son survived and he's been doing the weird slow transformation thing Mm -hmm. in a locked room and that's the boy that the kree woman was warning them about which at first like you don't know what the heck she's talking about and in this movie there's the thing with movies and vampire movies the idea that if you can kill the one that infected you then you will be cured so and that's right. just a straight up magic thing. There's no biological reason for that. That's mm-hmm. just some magic shit. But it seems she has to do it before she transforms. So that's why they need to kill the boy or else one of the sisters will have to kill the other sister. Mm-hmm. And later in the film, the boy gets killed. But because it wasn't Ginger that did it, it's not going to work. So again, that's just magic stuff right there. 
Well, I thought that they were because I, I thought that was her assumption was that she she had to kill it herself. And then don't they reveal that they were like, no, I meant you kill him before he gets to you or this happens. Did that? Am I, oh, I might it might be. It might, that might be right. That she's like, they no, no you're, supposed, play, you're supposed like, to kill him before and... he bit you, you dumbass. <laughs> right. And there was like they play fast and loose with this like prophecy. And it's like, oh, well, yeah. maybe if you had told me literally anything else about the situation, we wouldn't be here. Thank you, ma'am. Yeah. So we go through a lot of attack, and Bridget and Ginger leave the fort, and then they come back to the fort. And for some reason, the people at the fort seem to be blaming Bridget and Ginger for this whole thing. But it is yeah. not their fault. They were already in this situation before they showed up. Right. But the preacher's ready to, like, burn Ginger at the stake or some shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he, he's firing brimstone right on her. But this all comes back to bite them in the ass and when Ginger begins transforming and opens the gates to the fort and lets all the werewolves in. And she's sort of queen of the werewolves now. Yeah. And Hunter tries to... Oh, Bridget at one point has a vision. Yeah. Of Hunter trying to kill Ginger, but Bridget killing Ginger. Right, yeah, it's a whole, like... Because she drinks something that, like, the Cree lady gives her or whatever. It's yeah, supposed to be yeah. this whole, like, mystical trance. Yes, they really they, lean into the, like, the idea of the Native American mythology and the mystic and stuff like that, which... Yes. Eh. It's a little, um, stereotypical. Yeah, yeah they... they uh, no, to be fair, this was 2004, not saying that it's correct... But people were uh, less likely to critically think about the stuff that they did. Um, at least they're not, being presented cool, as but. yeah. At least they're being presented as good guys and not savages. True. Yeah, I, I, I will. I will admit that they appreciated it, and it looks like from what I've seen, they actual they had actual Native Americans play Native Americans, which is another thing that you can't always yes. count on. So from what I've seen, I could be wrong on that, but it, it does are, look like they did that. So I will give them they, that. They are not Italian. <laughs> yes <laughs> but then when when she comes out of the vision ginger has killed the old lady and run off yeah that was i my jaw literally dropped when i saw that i was like oh dang and hunter says he's gonna help find ginger but then takes bridget back to the fort and turns her over and that's when the shit really hits the fan and it's not clear if he's really betraying her it's just part of his plan i think it's part of his plan I, I think, think his plan is to lure to lure Ginger there and kill her, but that's kind of what I picked up on. So if you're thinking the same thing, then that's probably the case. Yeah. But they do they do make it a little foggy with some of the the motivations there. Yeah, but in the end, Bridget decides fuck this prophecy <laughs> <laughs> and stabs Hunter. Yeah, and then like in the first movie, takes her hand and mingles their blood together her hand is cut and ginger's hand is cut mm -hmm. and she mingles their blood together and they're just gonna go off and be werewolf women together <laughs> yeah mm, girl power and there's a whole pack of these uh presumably male werewolves because they're all guys from the fort now but it doesn't seem like they're gonna run away from them they're just gonna become a werewolf community yep. out there in the canadian wilderness <laughs> so good for them maybe they evolve into the werewolves from twilight who knows oh maybe you never know <laughs> all right i'm immediately sorry that <laughs> <laughs> but you know and they're up 
they're in America, but they're up near the Canadian. Yeah, because they're because Twilight's in Washington, so you could yeah. easily just hop, skip, and jump yeah. their way down. So they may, my, it's possible. They may, they may migrate back and forth. Yeah, <laughs> borders don't mean anything to werewolves. Exactly. You gonna you gonna look at a werewolf and say, "Sir, where's your passport?" I don't think so. So, uh, Nathaniel Arcand, the hunter, is still working. He's been in things recently. He, this year, was in Portraits from a Fire. He was in Indian Mm. Road Trip last year. He's, uh, (laughs) FBI Most Wanted. Oh. Agent Clinton Sky. He's been on Supernatural. Oh, okay. Just one episode, it looks like. But I think Supernatural like to to go into the Native American myths, some um, especially in the earlier seasons. So that doesn't surprise I me. Have watched one episode. I've watched, I think, three. Unfortunately, <laughs> too 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 many. <laughs> okay, so we're on the same page with Supernatural. Yeah, I really did try to get into it when I was like late teens, early twenties, and I just could <sighs> not. I just couldn't. I don't like Monster of the Week stuff for the most part. And it's just the, the, the individual right. episodes were not engaging enough to me. So, you know, kudos to everyone who enjoyed it, but I, it is not my cup of tea. Well, so last episode we mentioned Smallville. I was going to oh, tell yeah. you to watch it, but I I have to warn you, the oh. first season is totally Monster of the Week. Okay, well, if it's just they, the first season, you know, I might get be away able from, to push. And I think even partway through the first season, they start, we need to... <laughs> We need to mix it up a little bit. It's yeah. every week is Superman, Superman versus Spider-Man, Superman versus Iceman, oh Superman versus, you know, somebody's basically yeah. kryptonite poisoning can mutate human beings in this show. So every oh. week there's a new kryptonite mutant in the, fir- love, in the first that. season or the first part of the first season. But then they start expanding a little bit. So it gets oh, that's better. Good. <laughs> yeah, I remember one day going... What? Supernatural's on season 15? How can that be? Yeah, it had so many, so many seasons. I do I don't understand how it how it went going as long as it did. I don't either. I don't either. (laughs) I'm sure there were werewolves at some point. Probably. Statistically, as many episodes as they have, they would they had to do every single mythological creature and religious thing under the sun at some point, I'm sure. Now in this movie they the natives refer to the wolf as the Wendigo. Which yeah. is a Native American thing. Right. But those generally, I'm, from what I've heard, have a slightly different mythology attached to them. So I'm not sure if this was the writers like just trying to muddle the lines in between the two, or if they were just ignorant and they were like, eh, this is basically the same thing. Yeah, it's... I th- I've always thought the Wendigo was more a spirit kind of thing. Yeah, and a lot of mythologies say that it Although, happens after you are like usually like cannibals turn into them. Like it's it's the it's right. the eating human flesh that causes them to turn into it. And a lot of times they're also depicted with deer antlers or so of some kind too. So they're not sometimes they're wolf like, sometimes they're more deer like, sometimes it's a mix of the two. Um there's a lot of different versions well, out there. I would say if you if a person can turn into one and if it is related to eating people then I can see that it does have some traits in common with a werewolf. Right. There's definitely also see, an overlap. Now, he he, seem, he says that basically the white man brought the Wendigo with him. So yeah. they brought were, werewolfism from Europe. But what I could certainly see happening is that if you had the idea of a Wendigo in your culture, 
mm-hmm. and a werewolf uh, already had that idea, and then a werewolf shows up. Yeah, especially if you're not necessarily getting a good look at it, mm-hmm. you you might call it Wendigo. Yeah, you could easily just insert the concept of what you're seeing into what you already know, and just think, oh, well, that must be it. Yeah, but he seems to think that white man brought it with him. So, yeah, who knows. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I, I thought that was uh, an interesting aspect of it. Yeah, it, it brought some variance to the to the story that I think it needed a little bit of extra layers from because so much of it is such a repeat of the first yeah, film that it, it kind of added a little bit of an extra layer. Yeah, G- Ginger getting bitten and trying to hide it, and yeah, Bridget and trying to help and help, mm-hmm. and then the poor extra guy who's trying to help them that gets right. killed. <laughs> Yep. Always some dude trying to help. Always some guy trying to help. And yep. so I think the real takeaway from the series is don't help the Fitzgerald sisters. Yes. If you see two sisters and they seem to be talking about a lot of full moon stuff, a lot of the a lot red. of biting, go the other way. Go the, the other way. Yeah, the red and the black, just leave mm-hmm. them alone. It's not gonna end well for you. Yep. It looks like Emily Perkins has not done much recently. Yeah, I feel like I haven't seen her in anything in a while. She does not appear to have done anything in movies or TV since 2014. Mm -hmm. That's really a shame because I I really liked her in this film. I I thought she did a really good job with all three. All three of the movies really like I she was my favorite in on all three of them. She was also in Supernatural in more than one episode. Oh, okay. Super fan Becky Rosen. Oh my god, I've heard about Becky. <laughs> She's like obsessed with the brothers. I okay, so confession, yeah. I, I do know more about Supernatural than I let on, not because I watched it, but because I had friends who were into it. So I was exposed to okay. it a lot. So I am familiar with who Becky is as a concept, uh, unfortunately. So okay. um very different from uh what uh, uh Bridget is as a character. So I maybe see. more in line with her another Cinderella so, story character. I'm guessing the the brothers get known in certain circles. And yeah, like to the point where I think at some point fan. like a musical gets made of them, and like there's like another group of like, people that like are imitating. I, I don't remember enough about it specifically, but they do get fairly famous at some point. So I know they had a Scooby Doo crossover, which I almost watched. But oh yeah, uh, as we mentioned in a previous episode, I'm a Scooby Doo purist. Oh, valid. And I don't like it when there's act. I don't like when there's actual supernatural stuff in Scooby Doo. You got your supernatural in my Scooby Doo. <laughs> yes, Scooby Doo is <laughs> is at its heart a skeptical show in which there is a rationalization. Mm-hmm. And there's always stay, a man behind the mask. That way. Yep. So I don't know what's going on with her, but she seems to have just stopped working. Yeah. Well, I hope maybe she Apart decides from- to return one day. In 2019, she was in the final episode of Supernatural, but that seems okay, to be that her most recent. Not surprise me that they would bring her back, but I don't know. Maybe she's just tired of uh, acting, or you know, she's found something better to she's do. Which you know, living off, to her. living off that, living off that ginger snaps money. Ginger snaps money. <laughs> Poor thing. I hope she gets some royalties or something out of it because she did a good yeah. job. So she deserves whatever she can get out of it. This one looks like the only award it got was some sound editing award. Oh, that's rough. DG's, DGC Craft Award, Outstanding mm. Achievement in Sound Editing. Oh, kind of and a it, shame was, because it was I've... nominated. It was only nominated. It didn't win. Oh, ouch. 
even more salt in the wound. That's kind of a shame, though, because I feel like it's 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 a really pretty film in a lot of ways. Like, it's not, I mean, it's not the most gorgeous I've ever seen, but the other two had a lot of, like, really gritty moments. And so it ends uh-huh. up being, like, really dark and not as pleasing on the eyes as some bits, but especially some of the parts where they're, like, outside the fort. It's just, it's just, it's a lot lighter and it's, it's really pretty in a lot of ways. So I would have hoped that would have gotten some visual nominations at least. So that's, that's a little sad, but I guess if it was only released on DVD, then it's probably part of it. Yeah. So what, how many Halloween pumpkins are you going to give this one? Honestly, I think I'm going to go back up to four with this one. I, I didn't like it as quite as much as the first one, but I was still pretty presently surprised with this. And I think that for the most part, the movie stands alone, even if you take it out of the Ginger Snaps series, which I, I really appreciate. Mm-hmm. Like, I could see this just being a story of random sisters, which um, I think is is a merit in and of itself. So I'm going to go four out of five pumpkins for this one. Okay. Yeah, I think I agree. I'll give it four. Okay. It, was a, it was a good time. Once again, you can watch it on Vudu, free with ads, and a couple of other places that do that kind of thing. Pluto or Tubi. Just uh, Google it. You'll find it easily <laughs> enough. Well, Kirsten, thanks for joining me for this little mini-series of Ginger Snaps movies. Yeah, it's been fun experiencing it, and, and I've enjoyed the other episodes, too. So here's to a great 31 days of spooky movies. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you can email us at monstermoviefuntimego at gmail.com. Leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash mmftg. Thank you all for joining us. We are going to finish out the Halloween season with Halloween 1978, Halloween 2018, and Halloween Kills, which is in theaters and on Peacock right now with either of the paid versions of Peacock. Sign up for a free trial and just watch it and then cancel (laughs) if you don't already have peacock uh honeybee will be back to discuss those movies with me and after that we'll be back to our regular weekly schedule of kaiju based bear but until then we will not see you but you will hear us next time on monster movie fun time go (laughs) 